the series that we're in called Lives Jesus Changed and the attempt as I organized it and then invited different teachers to join me in teaching it was to try to give uh, pictures of people from the Gospel of John who were deeply impacted by Jesus with a hope that as the different persons are seen week after week, we might be drawn to be risk takers, to, to follow after the same kind of transformational relationship that they had. So that's our attempt. This week, today, I'd like to do something a bit different, if you would allow me, since I figured many of us would not be here, and uh, the real Christians are here. <laughs> Just a joke. Um, thank you for being here. Um, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to organize this really around five questions today. And, oh, isn't that beautiful? Go get grandma. That's awesome. Um, well, I'd like to ask you five questions and really invite you to do something unique. So this is my big ask today. My ask today is that in the next few moments, building off what we have been together, you would be open to receiving a specific word from Jesus for you. A specific word from Jesus for you. So there are two characters, two persons in the passage we're gonna read, but I'm gonna ask, come, come at it by asking questions after I read the story. And what I'd like to do is ask a question and then give one minute of silence and invite you to listen. Might the Lord have something for you? And we, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll do some sharing, maybe not, we'll see. But I'm really praying and hoping that many of us will experience a specific word from Jesus. So, let me do one more little modeling, if I may. So after the last service, I asked for feedback from different people, and one of them said, this is just so hard for me to do. I don't, I don't get hearing the voice of Jesus. So let me try to model it for you just a little bit. One more time, I did this a couple weeks ago. So if, you, if you'd like to try to posture yourself to hear, it's really important to have a, a, a solid posture. So your back is against a chair, your feet are set, and your hands, your heart is open. And what you do for about a minute is you breathe out that which is binding, holding, diminishing you, you breathe that out, and you have a sentence that you breathe in. So if we today, we'll just say, how about this, for the phrase in, Lord Jesus, come. So when we have the moment of silence, you, if you sit upright and just, and in your mind, Lord Jesus, come. If you do that for about 15 or 20 seconds, physiologically, your body starts to center. And then your heart begins to align with your brain. If you do it long enough, your brain starts being so distracted and kind of comes to a, a centered place. So what I'm inviting us to do this morning is, is we read the passage and ask questions. What might the Lord have for you? And so I see Grayson and I see a bunch of younger people here. I'm with the students that think about it too. I want younger people I'd like to, at some point, I'm going to ask, I think, does anyone want to share what their Lord has given you to model it? Interesting, last, at the 8 o'clock service, we don't typically do sharing so much. The last service, nine people at the 8 o'clock service 
received a word from Jesus and shared it in the room. Nine people. So I wonder if the Lord has a word for you this morning. That's really what I'm poking at. So we can come to church and we can listen to sermons and sing songs. But I'm asking today, would you be open to receiving a specific word for you? And once you hear it, would you be willing to act on it? So can I slide four, please? I'm not sure who's back there. So slide four, no, the, 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 sentence, the key sentence for the day. I'm sorry, I had the first, very first slide after the page number. There we go. So what I'm asking invites to, this is, this is what I'm trying to say in a sentence. This is the whole sermon. To hear and then to believe and to live out of a word from Jesus for you that allows for change. Is there a word from Jesus for you? That's what I'm really inviting us into today. So having said all that, let's look at um, John chapter four. We're gonna read chapter four, 46 through chapter five, 15. And so there are two different characters represented here. And we're gonna just read it through carefully and then we'll start asking some questions. So John chapter four, beginning at verse 46. So please hear the words of the Lord. Once more Jesus visited Cana in Galilee, where he turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you'll never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. Now look at the next sentence. This is the one I'm asking you to think about and apply. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. So Jesus' word was go, your son will live. Verse 51, while the official was still on his way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired after the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was exactly the exact time which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole, whole household believed in Jesus. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. There, in, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 48, 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, so here's his word from Jesus. Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day in which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who'd been healed, it is the Sabbath. The Lord forbids you to carry your mat. 
But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, here is his word, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Now look at the next word he says to him. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. People of God, this is the word of God. So let me give you just a couple of stories and then we'll go to the questions. So, and again, this, this, I have permission to tell the stories I'm gonna to tell today. So this story, uh, so I'm, 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 the invitation, I'm asking you to be open to receiving a word from Jesus that is yours, your word. So it could be a phrase, could be a picture, whatever, it's something from Jesus for you. So I'm gonna tell you this story, this is with permission. Someone recently um, had an experience with Jesus. So I'm gonna, because there are children here, I'm gonna tell the story carefully. This person has had a, a track record of infidelity. I'm telling the story with permission. And we have walked together and processed this, and there has been some confession, but really no change of heart. So the person has been sporadic in quote, religious expression, comes to church sometimes, and you know, I'm a Christian kind of. This is how he self-describes. Not long ago, he was in a very uh, illicit, so listen to the words, adults, illicit, um, non-Christ-honoring place within a woman. You follow me okay? Now, this is an ongoing pattern of this in the person's life. Nothing's changed. And in the midst of that space and that moment of time, the room was full of light. And a voice came into the room. Get up and get out. Pants were pulled up and he ran out. And his life has changed. He had a word from Jesus. Someone else shared with me, with permission, I share it with you, been battling migraines for a season, you know, some physical maladies. There has been a broken relationship in this person's life. He wonders if the migraines are connected to the hatred he has for a member of his family. In a space of quiet, Today, he heard, forgive, healing comes not now, but later. So in this room today, two people heard very specific words from Jesus. And I'm believing he has words for some of us, many of us, all of us. And that's what I'm inviting us into. So the first question, the first question is this, slide number uh, five, please. So the royal official took Jesus at his word. 
Jesus gave him a specific word, a sentence. He received it, he believed it, and he responded. His life was changed. So here's my question. I'm asking all of us to ask this question, and we'll take a moment of silence. What might, Jesus, what might make taking Jesus at his word mean for you this week? So we're going to have a moment of silence, and I'm asking you to be open, if you could, if you'd sit up, you know, do the thing I just showed you. Say, Lord, what word do you have for me? What sentence, what picture, what idea? And then ask for that, and then say, Lord, what might it mean if I responded this week? Okay? So one minute, quiet, silence. Ask the Lord to speak, give you some words, a phrase. What might he ask you to receive and do this week? Could you take a moment with me? Before we answer the question, let me ask the students. Young people, any, any student from elementary school to high school, if you heard something from the Lord, would you be willing to just raise your hand and tell me, and I'll repeat it? I'm talking to students. Students, did the Lord give you something just now? Any students? Yes. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Thank you, honey. What else? Come on, students, help us out. They do this all the time downstairs. It is amazing what the students hear downstairs. Students, help us out. Help, help us old people out. Hey, students. Yep. Who's pointing? Here, Gason. Uh, like cross. cross. What do you think that means, Grayson? No, no clue. Just heard a cross. Okay. So, what were the first three songs we sang this morning? What were they about? Cross. He heard cross. We just sang about cross for 20 minutes. Is there something we should pay attention to with the word cross? Thanks, Grayson. Any other students? All right, let's, let's adults, let's try this one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, are you willing, if you're willing? What might taking Jesus at his word mean for you this week? Anybody wanna share? Yep, honey. Healing. The word she heard is healing for someone specific. Okay, she heard a specific word about healing for a specific person. Thank you, honey. Somebody else? Yes. Hope. Okay, now let's put these two together. So in, in position I serve as one of your pastors, I need both those words because we've had a boatload of suffering in this church family recently. And honestly, I've been very, very hopeless. So healing, hope. Thank you. 
Somebody else. Word. Yes, Brenda. Be, behold. Like behold, see, behold. Okay, very good. Behold. Well, let me just quick, quick plug. So we're just, I'm playing with it today, okay? We're just dancing. Can I have the last slide, the action step? This rhythms of grace, this last one, I, I just can't emphasize this enough. We're getting, we're getting world-class famous people coming here on the 24th and 25th. If you want to be around people who understand spiritual formation in Christ and being set free, this conference is phenomenal. Bill and Christy Galtier, yep. Just as an aside, they have done 70,000 hours of Christian counseling. They're psychologists, they're spiritual directors, they're formation people, they're phenomenal. A Friday night and Saturday. So Brenda's word, be whole. So let me just put an ask out here. Is anybody, don't raise your hand, is anybody in this room this morning having a sense that the Lord Jesus wants to bring healing into my life and I'm offering you an opportunity to receive healing? So thank you, Brenda. Somebody else? Anybody else? What are you hearing from the Lord? What, go back to slide, that back, stand back again. What might Jesus ask you to take his word for this week? Yeah. Believe. Believe. Okay, fantastic. Now, do you notice that sequencing? Thank you, Cheryl. The sequencing is he heard, they believe, and they acted. Let me just, real quick. It's really fun. If you, if, if you, want, if you want to do something really interesting, if you want to study the Bible for fun, get up, get up, print out the Gospel of John and look for all the words connected to Jesus is on trial. Let me explain to that. If you read all the way through the 21 chapters, you're going to see words like witness, testimony, testify, judge, condemn, guilt, freedom, all the way through. Why? This is how the Gospel of John is organized. For 21 chapters, the Gospel of John is organized when person after person is put, as it were, on the witness stand. And they're asked, who is Jesus to you? And back to Cheryl, believe. So what they're asking week after week after week in all those 21 chapters is do we believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Let me push now. This is what, stay with me, stay with me. If, you, if we need moments, physical expressive moments of experience with the risen Jesus or this just becomes a history book about a dead guy. Welcome to the museum. We're gonna talk about a dead guy. Folks, Jesus is stinking alive. He is setting people free. He's taking people out of captivity. But we're gonna see in the story just a moment, but, but not, another question we're gonna ask, do you want to be healed? They push. It is easy to fall in patterns, in ruts of less than wholeness because that's the pattern we know and that's what we're comfortable with even though it's debilitating and it's tiring and it's fatiguing Jesus asked the paralyzed man do you want to get well so real carefully now really carefully many of us don't really want to get well. Now we, we, and push, we say we do, 
But will we do what is needed to have this powerful, ongoing relationship with Jesus where his healing power is expressed and we're willing to take steps of faith to be whole? And if Jesus is a dead guy and this is a museum, we, won't, we will not, her word, believe. Well, let me go to the next one, please. Next slide. Next question. Question two. I segued right into it. Jesus asked the paralyzed man, do you want to get well? The man heard, but did not respond to the words of Jesus. So that makes me ask the question, I'd like you to ask the question, what words from Jesus am I not responding to? If the Lord gives you something this morning, will you respond to it? Or if he's given something to you recently, will you respond to what he said to you? Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Okay, let's take a minute now. So I'm asking you to pray about, Lord, what word do you have for me this morning? Or what words have you given me recently that I'm invited to respond to? Okay, one minute of silence. Listen to the Lord. Listen for the Lord. Okay. So let me ask a question. I don't want to make this awkward, too awkward. If you have received something from the Lord that's quite clear, but you've not responded to it yet, could you just raise your hand so we could just see that? I'm, I, my hand's up. Has anybody else heard from the Lord and is not responding yet? So I see about 10 hands. Did the Lord just give you something now? Can you, can you share what it is? And your defiance. And your defiance. Okay, here's one of our elders. The word he heard this morning was, end your defiance. Beautiful. So now we pray for Brother Brett as he then now is going to walk this out, whatever that means, with he and the Lord. Thank you. Somebody else? What, do you, what, anything? Yep. The word I heard this morning was trust. And I have to trust that God in the way that I expect from earth to stay this week. Could you share just a little bit? I think that's for sharing. Because the Holy Spirit's resting on you right now. I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna grab uh, this mic. Brett, is okay? Okay. I think Tyler's got something for us this morning. So our little guy, we have uh, three children. Grayson here, who heard cross this morning, is 10. Uh, Benson is seven, and Anna is five. And Benson this week. He had a surgery this week uh, for his ear. He has a bad hearing loss in one ear, and so he had a four-hour surgery on Thursday. And the surgery went well, 
but we've learned that there's a long road ahead of us to restoring hearing for him. So for me, as I hear the word trust, my earthly me, we have been praying for healing. We still believe in healing. That is still our prayer. and We still believe in miraculous healing. I still believe God is good, but I need to rest on those things. This week I have it. My, my earthly hope as a dad was we would come on a Thursday, hearing would be restored, and we would go on with our easy earthly life. And if we think from a biblical standpoint, that is not what Jesus promised. But God's goodness is there and that's what I need to rest on. So the trust piece for me is what does it look like for me as an earthly dad to trust well from a biblical and godly standpoint. So that's what, that's what this morning meant to me. Thank you, thank you. Well done. So do you, do you understand, you just saw modeled now, so Tyler just modeled for us, and he, and he shared vulnerability with us. He heard trust, he's been here, he, but he has to step into it. It's very difficult, good. One more, anybody else? Yeah, wow. Costly love. Loving people who are unlovely, people who, you're talking agapao now, right? That kind of love, to will the good of another. Loving people who don't love us back, loving those who persecute us. Yes, honey, yep. Thank you, Lau. My five-year-old son wanted me to share what he felt. What did you feel? What did you feel like Jesus was saying? I think he was saying, like, please keep praying the Lord's prayer. Please keep praying. Can you say that to everybody? If I bring a microphone over here, would you say it to everybody? Can you do it in the microphone? Is that okay? Come here. Come here. Come here a second. This is, this is, this is profound. From the mouths of a child. He's too shy now. Put it on the table. Give it a shot. Jeffrey? What was Jesus saying? Please keep one Lord's prayer. Please keep praying the keep Lord's praying prayer. Keep praying the Lord's prayer. Now, he, he's, he, he, little, little one is, is, is scary, scary, right? Now, that, that, I want you to hear that now. This is a word from the Lord. We need to be saying things like this over and over and over and over because it moves from our heads to our hearts and becomes transformational. I think this little five-year-old boy just gave an important we, 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 why, why have we been saying the Lord's Prayer every service for the last 10 years? I want you all to memorize it. Can I go, Brett, to the tornado? So Brett works at Vermeer. The tornado hit several years ago. After the tornado hit, Brett was right where all kinds of stuff happened. He told me, told us, that he was saying the 23rd Psalm as the tornado was ripping through Vermeer. Do I remember that right? So the Lord's Prayer, the 23rd Psalm. See, these are words from Jesus for us. And as those words become part of us, they just pop up at crazy moments in time, like when a tornado hits. That's wonderful. Thanks, everybody. Slide number three, now question three. Where in my life am I paralyzed or disabled? And then the question is, what words from Jesus could transform me this week? Let's ask the Lord, where am I disabled or where am I, dis, where am I paralyzed? Can we do it? One minute. Pray for the, ask the Lord, where am, I, where, where am I paralyzed or disabled?
Okay, let me start. Um, so this, this week, on the 20th, uh, Kirk, our youngest son, died on uh, March 20, 2018. And, and uh, Friday, the Lord willing, Caleb and Macy and their children, Kelly and Kelly and their children, and Lane and they are all flying to Atlanta. We're going to spend three days together. And a part of that time is to remember and uh, celebrate Kirk. Um, so now I'm going to talk about where I have been disabled. Many of you know, I've not hidden this from you, but I have been so incredibly sad for five years. And I have been disabled less than able because of my sadness. I've been paralyzed by my sadness. So I sense the Lord saying to me, when we go to Atlanta this week to remember and celebrate Kirk, I need to walk into joy. And I've not wanted to. You see, I like being disabled by sadness. I want to stay in my mat of sadness. I don't want to get up and walk. I'm tired. I'm sad. But I've been paralyzed. So the Lord is saying to me, Kevin, you gotta get up. You gotta pick up your mat. You gotta walk. Anybody else disabled or paralyzed? Wanna share anything? Yep, Kathy. Kathy says a number of years ago she lost her singing voice and she heard the Lord say it's not coming back because they have other things for you to do. But she's been disabled. She's going to pick up her mat and walk. Anybody else? I know this is risky. You don't, I, yep, Jen. Health? Help, H-E-L-P, Help. Help. okay. Help them. She heard help, help them, but I'm paralyzed by fear. So the Lord might say to Jan, Jan, pick up your mat and walk. How about the next slide, slide four, question four. The man, Jesus said to the man in verse 50, stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. So I wonder is, is there sin in my life that's pre pre preventing me from receiving the transforming love of Jesus? Is there something in me, some on, this is not just, this is an ongoing pattern of sin. It, now what happens to sin? So when we, when we live in sin, what I have observed is we, we often can, initially, if we're followers of Christ, there can be shame, there can be condemnation, self-condemnation, if we work through, confess, repent, and are freed, we go on. If we don't, what slowly begins to happen is we develop hard hearts. And we quench the spirit. An ongoing besetting sin, then when the Lord Jesus comes to us, we just say, no, nah, this isn't true. I, I, can't, I don't deserve that, I don't want that, and we don't we reject it. So my question for you is, is there, is there ongoing pattern of sin in any of our lives 
that is preventing you from receiving the transforming love of Jesus. Let's just pray for a minute and ask the Lord for something there. Okay, now I'm not going to ask us to talk this one out loud. But can I push? I would hope you have one or two people in your life who you can talk to this about. One or two people in your life who you can share the place of besetting sin, ongoing sin patterns, that they can love you, care for you, hear your confession, repentance, and then pray over you and send you forward toward more love of Christ. Let me, I'll be very careful here. Very careful. But if I keep trajectory, once you get off just a little bit, over time, this happens. Don't, not dealing with sin we end up in places we would never have imagined we find ourselves. And so when we get to these places, then we say, I am such a horrible person, I cannot be loved or forgiven. And I want you to hear the words of Jesus. Hear the words, words of Scripture, listen to this. Listen to this. The Scriptures say, quoting God, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Even if I cheat, steal, murder, hate, if you are in Christ, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you, ever. That's why we say, Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Okay, the last one, number five. Could you ask the Lord, are you inviting me to risk, to pick up my mat, and to walk with you for something very specific this week? Is there a specific something you need to pick up your mat and risk for Christ? Let's just pray for a moment, see if the Lord gives you anything. Okay, I'm not gonna ask you to share, but I like it, raise a hand. So here's my question. If you sense the Lord inviting you to risk something for him this week, could you raise your hand so we can see? If you sense the Lord saying, I want you to risk for me, raise your hands high. Look at this. See, the Lord is speaking. The Lord is speaking. 
Now, we'll end with this. Action steps, please. So here are the, the Lenten action steps. We want to invite you to look at the Lenten reflections on Instagram, Facebook. This last week, Claire, Brandon, Emerson, Mike, Livia, Comfort, Allie, and Mike did it, and they were phenomenal. Please consider looking at these reflections. Attend a prayer and worship group in the Lighthouse. Three different times a week, look online for information. Text groups are available online, find it, and the Rhythm of Grace Conference. Please consider that very, very seriously. Let's pray. Lord, we've listened. We have sought to listen and hear you. So Lord, whatever you have done in a person's life, in some people's lives, in all our lives, we pray that you, the words you have spoken will be sealed and then received and acted upon. Lord, you invite us to trust, to hear your words, to pick up our mats, to follow you. So may that be so. We stand, we live, and we die in Christ alone. For it's his name that we pray. Amen.